What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another quick rendition of Off the Post. I am Nick, and I'm here today to talk about AEW Dynamite from last night. It would have been February 9th, 2022. The idea behind these special episodes is to get everything out that you need to hear within about five minutes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull that off. There's a lot to talk about with AEW Dynamite this week. Let's get things going. First off, we had MJF alongside his crew, The Pinnacle, coming out to the ring, basically to celebrate his victory over CM Punk last week. What you saw, though, is you saw Wardlow coming out to the ring first. He had a couple of cardboard cutouts of MJF doing some poses and shit. Wardlow comes out. Then they start introducing the rest of the pinnacle. You had FTR, you had Tully Blanchard, you had Sean Spears. All these guys coming out getting tremendous introductions from Justin Roberts in the ring. Wardlow didn't get shit. Then all of a sudden, you get an MJF introduction that lasted about an hour long. Justin Roberts was totally buying into it. It was great. Um, MJF ends up coming out being carried like on this pedestal. You know, like he's some sort of god. Totally hilarious. What was the funniest part, though, was when MJF got up on the apron and he made out with this chick that was there to hold the ropes or whatever. I was fucking dying. Hilarious. Um, so basically, MJF's in the ring talking shit about how he beat CM Punk last week and, um, you know, all that good stuff, blah, blah, blah. CM Punk ends up coming out and he is trying to challenge MJF to a rematch. MJF's not having any part of it. But wait a minute, in order for this to happen, MJF wants to see if CM Punk can win a tag match. And out comes Sting and Darby Allen because, you know, they have this little feud going with, you know, whoever in the pinnacle or, or whatever. Ultimately, MJF decides, like I said, he's going to give CM Punk this opportunity, but he's got to beat FTR in a tag match. CM Punk's going to pick a partner. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, MJF decided to have Wardlow in a match after this. He told him he's going to be fighting, uh, you know, up next. So, you know, get everything ready. Get your get your gear on because you got a match. It ended up being Wardlow versus the Blade. It was a throwaway match. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing that I've ever seen. But it's more so to get Wardlow more over as a face, in my opinion. He's definitely making that face turn soon. Um, at least I hope so. Everything's pointing to it. I think it would be a huge payoff. Um... Like I said, the match was nothing to write home about. He totally destroyed Blade, gave him like 48 power bombs, called it a day. After that, we had a meeting of the inner circle. Chris Jericho came down to the ring with Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara, leaving behind Santana and Ortiz to come out by themselves. Um, Jericho started off by talking about Santana not tagging him in their uh, their most recent match. Uh, he was with uh, Santana and Ortiz in a three-way match, and neither one of them would tag him in. He said it was disrespectful. Ended up turning out that Santana and Ortiz are being tired. They're, they're growing tired of being, you know, Jericho's lackeys, for lack of a better word, for basically ba bailing him out of all his fucked up situations. Jericho, uh, you know, Jericho only cares about Jericho type deal. Santana sounded genuinely pissed here and irritated as fuck. I loved it. It was great. Um, it looks like he was ready to whoop Jericho's ass. Um... Santana went on to say if it wasn't for him and he pointed to Ortiz, I'd have dropped your ass a long time ago. Then Jericho made the comment, maybe I invited the wrong two members of LAX. You got Homicide and Hernandez back there? Again, another situation where I was fucking dying. 
Um, then Sammy Guevara tried to intervene, get in between them all because things were getting a little bit heated. Jericho told him to shut up. Sammy got pissed, took off his vest, said, hey, fuck this. If you guys figure this out, let me know. If not, I'm out. I quit once, I'll quit again. Um, ultimately, Ortiz challenged Chris Jericho and Jake Hager next week. Should be a hell of a match. Um, moving on, we had a little segment with Rapongi Vice and the Young Bucks. Shit was whack okay another instance where somebody interrupted you know Rapongi vice ended up getting like two words out and then the young bucks were there they decided to throw um you know a couple bte triggers and then adam cole was standing there and he's like oh hey come over here and it's jay white so the introduction of jay white this isn't the dude that people were talking about as far as the forbidden door is concerned Albeit it was a surprise, not as big as a surprise to a lot of people, especially the casual fans that don't know who Jay White is. AEW, you need to get your shit together on this because I don't give a shit about Jay White if I don't know who Jay White is. Why do I care that he's there? He's just some fucking dude that showed up. I don't know. You got Excalibur and JR freaking out. Oh my God, it's Jay White. I don't give a shit. I don't know who he is. You gotta make people care more. Speaking of new people in AEW, coming up right after the introduction of Jay Lethal, you had, sorry, not Jay Lethal, Jay White. I get these two confused all the time. Jay, Jay, you know, all this good stuff. So I apologize. But you had Keith Lee, Limitless Keith Lee making his AEW AEW debut against Isaiah Cassidy of the Hardy front office and this was for the opportunity to join the um, face of the revolution ladder match coming up at the revolution pay-per-view Keith Lee looked fat as fuck in this match but I'll say that the caveat to that is I don't give a shit if Keith Lee is fat okay I've seen so many people on social media with these comments talking about how Keith Lee's fat, Keith Lee's fat. It doesn't fucking matter. You see what this dude can do in the ring? He moves around like a guy that weighs no more than 200 pounds. He has the strength of a fucking bull. This dude is a monster. He has all of it, okay? Mike skills, eh, could use a little work. He's a little boring sometimes. Regardless, dude is fantastic in the ring. These people that are out there talking shit about Keith Lee clearly haven't seen enough of his work to have any kind of idea of what this man can do in the ring. Super happy to see him in AEW. When I mentioned he's fat, he has put on a couple pounds, but the dude hasn't been doing anything. He just got married. He just went on a little, probably a little honeymoon with his wife, Mia Yim. He's, you know, been chilling. So give that dude some time. He'll drop a few pounds and he'll be moving even better than what he looked last night. Um... Keith Lee did get the win. It, some really cool spots from that match. He threw Cassidy out of the building at one point. Now, Isaiah Cassidy isn't a big guy, but Keith Lee chucked him across the ring. It was amazing. He made Cassidy look like a little kid. Um, and at, at one point, he got thrown in the air. And it's so funny because anytime that happens to Isaiah Cassidy, he screams like a little girl, and I laugh every time. It's like, I don't know what it is about it. It's just so funny. Um, like I said, Keith Lee ended up getting the win. He will be in the face of the Revolution ladder match come the Revolution pay-per-view. After this, we had CM Punk against FTR with a partner of CM Punk's choosing. Who does it end up being? None other than Jen 
Moxley. Moxley is CM Punk's partner for this tag match. Fantastic booking decision, if you ask me. I love that idea. MJF wasn't too uh, thrilled with that. It's really funny when Moxley was coming down, you know, he always comes to the crowd and he walks to this part of the crowd where there's this little dorky guy sitting in the front row and you see him a bunch of times throughout the night. He is dressed to impress. He is like dressed like he just got off of his office job at, you know, Office Max or something. And he is there cheering his little tiny ass off. Good for you, dude. Um, the match was pretty good. Nothing, you know, nothing crazy. But, uh, you know, with FTR, you're always going to get a good match. CM Punk is looking better and better every week. If you ask me, he's being less and less gassed throughout the match. And Moxley being a brawler, I can appreciate that style. Turned out really good. Doomsday device there almost made Dax Harwood kill himself at that point. He came so close to landing on my, on his head. It's a crazy thing to watch. Um, Punk and Moxley ended up winning the match. It was kind of a wonky finish. Tully Blanchard ended up getting in the ring, trying to smack CM Punk with his coat multiple times, and Punk was just laughing. I thought that was pretty dumb. I mean, I guess I get why they were doing it, but unless it was stupid, he tried to get him up for the uh, GTS, and he struggled a little bit. I don't think Tully was really ready for that, but he did give him the GTS and Mox, and, um, and Punk ended up winning it after... Punk ended up hitting another GTS on Cash Wheeler. Last match of the night. We close things out. Actually, you know what? Stop. Rewind. Jay Cargo versus AQA. Glad that shit was kind of over quick. Jay pretty much squashed her the whole time. I don't know who the fuck AQA is. Doesn't even matter. Serena Deeb ended up with a five-minute professor rookie challenge, which uh, Katie Arquette came out and lost within a minute. I don't know who the hell Katie Arquette is. Again, doesn't matter. They're just showing off how much of a bitch Serena Deeb can be. Um, Now we move on to the main event. This is a Texas death match between Hangman Adam Page and the Murder Hawk monster Lance Archer. Match started off in the back, a clusterfuck. Um, You know, not even into the entrance ramp. Um, so I don't mind these kind of jump starts here. I personally wasn't expecting it. I was waiting for both guys to walk out to the ring, get shit started. Unless they started fighting in the back and I was okay with that. What I wasn't okay with was Hangman throwing, throwing Lance Archer through a pane of glass that was supposed to be Lance Archer's entrance. I don't ever remember seeing Lance Archer ever come through any kind of glass at any point in time. Now all of a sudden you decide you're going to have him do it, but it didn't even happen because you decided to have this match start in the back. Waste of fucking time. Didn't need to happen. That could have been done away with. But aside from that, the match picked up from there. Um, You know, Hangman, of course, is bleeding. Again, there was so much blood. He was leaking all over the place. Um, at one point, the crowd is chanting, we want fire, I believe, which I thought was a little bit funny. Um, Lance Archer pulls out a fork at one point, you know, pulling some Abdullah the Butcher shit, stabbing Hangman in the face. Um, a couple things to end the match. Lance Archer gave the blackout to Hangman from inside of the ring to the outside of the ring on to the side of the steps. They were like sitting. They got knocked over, but they were laying on their side not where you step but where you would get thrown into them they were laying on that side put a big dent in them that was a brutal spot um 
you also had uh, what's his nuts uh, Dan Lambert decided to take the top rope off the ring because he was hoping that that would prevent Hangman from doing any kind of buckshot lariat well it didn't Hangman ended up doing the buckshot flipping over the referee's back as he went to pick up some barbed wire hits the buckshot on Lance Archer puts him through two tables ultimately gets knocked out Hangman wins the match. Good match. Yes, there was a lot of blood. I'm a little tired of all the blood, but, you know, whatever. Uh, very good match to end the night. And then Adam Cole comes out to ultimately challenge for that AEW World Championship. Didn't necessarily say, I want the shot. We all know he wants a shot. He grabs the belt, gives it to Hangman, gives it a little slap, looks him in the eye. You know that ultimately that match is coming, and if it is, I can't wait to see it. I have gone now to 13 minutes of this shit after it was only supposed to be five. Hopefully you enjoyed this. We're going to be back with a full episode here in just a couple hours talking about all the events of the last week. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you rate it. Go check out our Facebook page and share the shit wherever you can. Have a good night. My name is Nick. This was Off the Post.